Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever you are listening to this message. This is Lovely's Musings, and it's lovely talking to you. How you doing? The music in the background is a beat by me, a new one as we made up today. So, fresh beats just for you guys. That's what I'm coming with you at. Um, this message is going to be for... I'm not feeling it's a personal, like, boyfriend-girlfriend type message. I'm feeling it's more like a friend or even a past lover, not someone you're in connection with at this moment. Um, Not feeling a family member, so it's not a close bond. It's just there was a bond, and there no longer is one. Um, This person may be meant to be in your life at this present time, but for whatever reason, they are not. Um, so just take what resonates, leave the rest, and remember, not every message is for you, but I hope that you find some little nugget in the message that helps you, um, makes you stand up a little taller or straighten your shoulders out. So with that being said, let's get into this. Right, lately you have been upbeat you've been moving to this like internal beat grooving and this person sees that and they don't understand how it's possible you and their eyes should be devastated for some reason you should be crying and unable to get up unable to work unable to function I think it's because they feel you sh- you're supposed to be like that because of their connection. You are supposed to miss them so badly that you come crawling back to them. And I think the crawling back part is because they walked away from you. They caused the, the disruption in your connection. They, they caused the separation. And this person wants you to feel incomplete. They want you to feel like you need them, like a piece of you is gone without them. But this person hasn't looked in the mirror lately. They haven't evaluated why you possibly are not coming back, why you do not want to reconnect. And it's simply because of the fact that they were not bringing the best out of you. You might have been uplifting them, encouraging them, um, being that shoulder to lean on and that ear to hear, but they were not doing the same for you. If you were going through something, they were always busy, they were at work, they, they had plans they had um, to go and do, they had appointments, anything they could think of to avoid being there for you, but you were supposed to drop everything for them. This separation is actually the best thing that could have ever happened to you, even though it doesn't feel that way. You miss them. You're sad. Maybe even lonely sometimes thinking about them. But overall, you are treating yourself better. You're actually taking care of you without second guessing on if you need to do for them first or even for them second, meaning you have to do less for yourself. You are completely focused on yourself for the first time ever in your life, and you're thriving. 
this person doesn't seem to understand. If they do not come to you with messy and drama, your guys' connection wouldn't be the way it is. That whole concept of don't start no shit, won't be no shit, they do not get it. Except for when it comes to them, of course. Don't start any shit with them because there's going to be drama. But they can start shit with everybody. Start fires. They can cause buildings to crumble. They can crash into buildings with their cars. It doesn't matter. It's them, so you need to figure out and deal with it. And make them feel better about causing the drama and chaos. And You don't need that in your life. You don't need someone who does that to you who expects you to live in that level of uncertainty in every moment of your life. Are they going to blow up? Are they going to start crying? Are, are they going to lose some money? Are they going to crash a car? Are they going to overdose? Are they going to do something that's going to cause me to have to worry and stress out more for them to the point where I'm not paying attention to myself? This person also may have dealt with some colorism. So you may be a POC, um, male or female or non-binary, but you are not quote-unquote light-skinned. Um, and this person has been taught to seek out those who are of that hue. Um, either by society, the people that they look up to always dated light-skinned people. Um, their parents could always compliment light-skinned children and talk about, oh, they have pretty hair or they get their skin or, you know, call them beautiful when actually they only have average looks. But because of their skin tone, that gives them an extra layer of prettiness that doesn't actually apply to them. And this person grew up with this mindset that lighter is better and that is unfortunate for them because it caused them to see people through certain lenses um, instead of who you are it's what you can do for me or where you are in relation to other people is how I can step up or I will be moved back um, and it's sad, especially if it was like a parent who taught this person this, because that causes them to feel shame for children who are not of the hue that the parent appreciates. Um, that parent may actually neglect the darker children. Um, that grandparent may neglect the darker children just because they're dark. And that level of prejudice has a large large widespreading effect on kids um i am not light nor am i dark i'm a medium brown so i've seen people darker than me go through things with their family members that were completely unnecessary just because of their skin tone and i've seen lighter people get treated rather well when their behavior didn't warrant it where if they were in a situation with someone darker, the darker person got more punishment, was expected to be more mature. Like these layers of expectations that come with colorism have far reaching effects to the point where when you're older, you may treat your child a certain way because of the way you were treated. 
if you're a dark-skinned child who was abused, you're going to make sure your dark-skinned child feels more loved, more appreciated, and you might be meaner to your light-skinned child. Because the light-skinned kids were mean to you when you were little, and you you don't even realize that that's what you're doing to your own kids. Because it's a trauma that's been passed down generation by generation since the slave days, and it's not acknowledged, it's not dealt with, and it's not healed. So this person is coming to a realization that, hey, some of the things I did towards you was because of colorism. It literally had nothing to do with who you were. It had nothing to do with what you did to me. It was this preconceived idea I had of who you were that caused me to treat you badly. And now this person wants to make it up to you. They, they want to show you that they were really not hateful. They're really not disingenuous. They really do care about everybody just in their own way. And they really care about you. And they know that in the past that they probably didn't show it to you in a way that you felt in your heart, that you could acknowledge in your heart. If you may have heard the words, but actually felt the feeling, they know that was probably few and far between for you from them. So they want to make that up to you. They want to change that dynamic in your relationship. I'll be honest, I'm not sure that that's possible, but everyone's an individual. Everyone sees things, again, through perception. So maybe you can see your way to forgiving them and rekindling this connection for better. Um, you and this person have compatible moon signs. Um, your moon sign is your love language. It's how you see and receive love. And this person's love language speaks to your heart and yours speaks to theirs. While your sun signs may clash, you guys can be polar opposites. Your hearts are in sync. And that is worth fighting for as far as this person is concerned. They know that they've, they have made a web of lies when it comes to you. Um, they may have lied to other people about how much they care for you or supported you or even just liked you as a person. Like maybe they secretly always wanted to be your friend and they knew other people would laugh at them so they pretended like they couldn't stand you either. Whoever this person is, there is layers to why you guys are not connected. There's the colorism, um, there's the lies for numerous reasons. There's also other people involved in this connection, family members, other friends, lovers, people who do not want you to connecting. And it's sad I'm sorry it's so sad because no one should have to feel excluded no one should it happens all the time every day but it shouldn't there should be a place for everybody and this person knows that 
and they feel that while the world is scary, it's overwhelming, knowing you exist, knowing that the purity, the loving, the amazing person that you are exists in this world and you are loving other people and caring for other people, it, maybe even in the way that you cared and loved for them, that you're still doing that somewhere in the world makes them feel like the world has a chance to become better. They have that much faith and hope in you. They just kind of want to be part of you helping other people. They want to be there for it. I can't say if they want to be there so they can steal your glory afterwards or if they want to be there because they want to help as well. But I do know they want to be there. You make each day a new day. Some people's days run into into each other to where you don't realize if it's Wednesday or Friday. But you cause each day to be unique. And so they look forward to seeing you, to being a part of your life, even if it's just on peripheral. And when they can't, it's literally earth shattering. It is the end of the world for them. Armageddon is starting every time there's disconnect between you two. They do not feel that it's too late. They do feel that there is a chance for them to come out of this a better position with you. They're actually sending people towards you hoping that you'll connect with someone and that person will be able to talk you into connecting back with them. They know that you have pushed them away for whatever reason. They don't care. They don't care if you said, I don't ever want to see you again. They don't care if you said, leave me alone and stay out of my life. They don't care if you said, drop dead, Fred. They don't care. They're coming back. They're going to tell you why you guys need to reconnect, why you guys need to fix this relationship because they need you. It's not a we need each other or I want to lean on you so you can lean on me. It's I need you. So how do I fix this so you can be in my life again? It's very toxic. It's very selfish. It's very unhealed. And I'm sorry, I know it sounds really fucking judgy coming out of my mouth because, well, not telling my story. But no one should have someone chasing after them who won't change. Like, if you want to be in someone's life, the very least you can do is stop doing the things that made them leave you alone. That made them walk away or made them not come back. This person wants to have their cake and their pie and their donuts and their ice cream and they want to be able to eat it all and not get a tummy ache. And frankly, in this particular situation, it's not possible. There's people that they are friends with that you will not ever hang out with. You won't be in the midst of that type of atmosphere. There may be family members they have that you will 
you don't around or do not want around you. If you have kids, maybe you don't want them around your kids. This person has to make some serious decisions on the people that they have in their lives if they want to have you in their life. And I don't think in their mind it's worth the trade-off. The letting go of these toxic relationships that if they were honest with themselves, don't make them happy. And you do. But they're not really willing to release those relationships because having those socially makes them look good in the world's eyes. And that's what's important to this person still. They know that having their own self-worth, their own idea of self is very important. They are unable to do so because of where they are right now, spiritually and emotionally. They know they've hurt you. They know they hurt you by walking away. They know they hurt you by even staying in your life. And they're sorry for that. I know it sounds really, really sad because how can you be sorry when you refuse to change your behavior and you refuse to look at yourself and acknowledge that you've messed up and you refuse to look around you and see that some of the people around you are causing you to be the way that you are and it's not in a good way you as a person you're like hey you recognize all those things and you still don't want to change you're crazy there has to be something wrong with you because who wants to be miserable who wakes up every day and says oh it's gonna be a bad day because i have to see seven people who hate my guts and then go and seize them anyways who decides to not make a choice for the betterment of themselves this person does this person who's t terrified of change so much to the point where they're okay with staying in unhappy situations they'd rather seek out another situation it looks just as bad as the one they're in versus coming towards you where there's potentially betterment there's potential happiness there's potential peace there's potential sanity but you have to work for those things and this person doesn't want to do that Changing is work. It's hard work. It's a conscious decision daily. Sometimes not even daily. For some people, it's every second of the day they have to decide to be a better person. They have to decide to walk away from situations where they normally crack somebody upside their head. This person doesn't want to have to weigh their actions every day. They don't want to sit there and worry about the consequences five years down the road from something they're doing right now. But they are willing to let you come back. Let you come back, not come to you. You heard that right. Let you come back and tell them all the bad things that they've done once. And after that, they don't want to hear it anymore. They want you to shut up. And accept the fact that they're not going to change. They're going to keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, I heard you. Great, we communicated. Now I'm going to go do me. And because you care about me, you're going to sit there and watch. This is um, coming out as a masculine energy. So this person is used to using people. 
they may not see it as using because, hey, well, you know, you have access to my body or I share my drugs with you or I put $10 in the gas tank, even though you put 50 Their minimal additions to your life seem very large to them. And so they don't see that they're bartering their physicality for large trade-offs like a roof over their head, uh, access to a car, um, access to money that they didn't earn. This person is not seeing their own worth. Or maybe they have a very convoluted value of their worth. They, they think that their body is worth all those things. I don't understand the trade-off. That's not for me to understand. But this person, they're willing to be a gigolo for you. If you let them. They will bring home all their presence if you allow them to continue living the life that they choose to lead they'll come home to you they will come see you they will stay connected to you but you have to let them roam and if that's not the type of connection you want then you can burn they don't want you to thrive you don't want them in your life and quite honestly you don't deserve to live at least not a good life you need to be miserable you need to sit there and wonder and hope and dream about what they're doing how they're operating in life because they were the best part of your guys' connection. Even though deep down inside, they know that you, you made things happen for them. You made things happen in them. And that's really, really hard to replace. All right, signs that may be affected by this or it may uh, resonate with you it's for divine masculine divine feminine so you might be the divine masculine who is not awakened yet and that's not a, I'm not gonna lie to you it is a bad thing it's a horrible thing to be a divine masculine or divine feminine and you haven't awakened yet and you're still operating in your low vibing energy um so if you are the masculine that came up in this reading, the, the gigolo that came up in this reading, I hope that you heard something I said and will look to this person, your, your divine feminine, I'm assuming, and start treating them better. Start seeing them as the person that they truly are, not the person that you want them to be or the one that society deems that they should be. Um, I know I'm quirky. I, I don't dress conventionally half the time. I had abnormal conversations. I could go from talking about Star Trek to talking about Stones to talking about, I don't know, Rick and Morty. 
um, to the Muppet Babies cartoons that came out in the 90s. I am eclectic in every area of my life, from the books I read, the music I listen to, to the TV shows I watch. Um, I am also persnickety and I picky as hell. So someone coming towards me may be used to a girl who likes wearing Chanel and Gucci and Louie and that's all they talk about. And they go and get their nails done every other week and their hair done every two weeks. I don't know. I'm trying to imagine a girl that's completely opposite of me. But that female and me are nothing alike. And if society has taught a masculine to go after women that want all material things, I am not who they're going to be looking at. I'm not going to be someone that they think they're supposed to be with because their whole life they've been taught they should be with someone that has financial status. I don't represent that. I could be rich as hell. No one would know by looking at me though. Because that's not so important to me. What's important is having some clothes on my back and food in my belly and helping my, you know, other men. I want to look good, but I, I don't have to spend a million dollars to do it. I don't have to spend a hundred dollars to do it. That kind of mindset would be strange to a masculine who dates women who worry about the way they look 24 seven. Um, so, In an unhealed mindset, someone wouldn't look at me and see anything but what I don't have. In a healed mindset, a person will look at me and see, okay, what I have and what we can build together. That's what you want from your partner. You want to be able to build with them to continue growing. You don't want to become stagnant. You don't want to marry someone in your 30s and in your 50s, nothing has changed. You guys living in the same house, you're wearing the same clothes, you have the same job, the same car. You guys eat the same dinners every day. You don't even have conversations anymore because there's nothing to talk about. Because neither of you guys have done anything to add to who you were when you were in your 30s. That's why a lot of divorces happen because you haven't developed your own personal hobbies. So you actually have something to talk to your partner about that's not the same thing that they're talking about. You haven't developed your own friendships so that you can leave the house and miss your person when you come back and be like, oh, this is how my day went. How did your day go? And there is a culmination of experiences that you guys have that you can now take and pour into other people. When you are constantly in this state of stagnancy, there's no growth. You should always be growing in some way, shape, or form with your partner. And I'm not shitting on people who live in the same house for 20 years and have the same jobs. But a lot of them also have their little D&D clubs or their little poker tip matches or they have guys night out every Thursday night. They have something that has nothing to do with their partner so that they are an individual in a relationship, not a part of another person. They are whole by themselves. Their partner is whole by themselves and together they come together and they are whole together. 
when you have pieces of you that is missing and they have pieces of them that is missing, when you guys come together, there are still pieces missing. Like, you didn't fill those spaces for them. It, what you're supposed to do is give them a structure to lean on while they build up their own space. And I know, I sound really preachy, so let me finish these signs. Um, we have Biobub, uh, January 4th through February 3rd, that is Capricorn, Aquarius, and Sacred Nature. We have Apophis, or Apep, or Apepi, or Apep. Uh, that's Earth Energy, Fire Energy, so we have Capricorn and Leo Energy coming up. We have Hathor, um, as Taurus and Gemini Energy from May 26th to June 24th. We have Cyprus, January 25th to February 3rd, July 26th to August 4th. This is also Aquarius and Leo Energy. So again, we have Cyprus, Aquarius, Leo, Taurus, Gemini, Capricorn, Sacred Nature, Apophis, Hathor, Baobab, and Divine Feminine and Divine Masculine. So Capricorn and Aquarius and Leo, you all three came out several times. So this may definitely be for you if you have those signs in your big three. Your sun, your moon, or your rising. Um, also remember... These signs can fall in any of your houses that you may focus on. Like right now, you could be moving in your fourth house. That's cancer energy. Um, and so your opposite sign in the Vedic astrology is Leo. So you're a Leo who's worried about home right now. Then this message may be for you. Um, again... Each message applies to you how you let it. So take what resonates, leave the rest, as they say. But be blessed, my loves.